this is Tony Lloyd. Being a broadcaster for many years, I've witnessed some great stories in the music industry. And now I want to bring as many music stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. My goal is that they will inspire others making their way in the music world. Music Stories with Tony Lloyd. Tony Hadley, MBE. Uh, welcome to the interview. How are you? I'm all right. I'm good. Tony Adley and Bea, I don't, don't get that said an awful lot. That's well, quite nice. I did my little yeah. research. Uh. Yeah, it was a very <laughs> proud moment, actually. And uh, it mm. was yeah, quite quite amazing. And um, yeah, just a, a Princess Anne uh, gave me the MBE. And it was, yeah, it was, it's, yeah, first in my family from the Angel Islington to get one anyway. So <laughs> pretty cool. Well, I'm from North London as well. Uh, so uh, we share that in common. Um, I want to obviously talk to you about your new tour and your new album, your new single in just a tick. But uh, yeah. just to set the scene, um, how did you get into music when you were a young lad? Uh, I know it's a long time ago. You, no, it wasn't that long ago, for heaven's sake. No, I'm only 23. That's it. Um, <laughs> it was it was really through school. So I went to my first school was Clerkenwell Parochial School, and uh, so we we were always I, we had a couple of nuns, Sister Edna, Sister Constance, and every assembly morning assembly we always sang hymns. Uh, and I, I was in the boys' brigade, and again you had to go to church and sing hymns and everything else. Mm. Um, and then when I went to secondary school, Dame Alice Owens. Uh, I ended up being in the choir there and we sang at the Guild Hall. So that whole thing of singing was there all the time. And um, I remember the singing teacher in Dame Alice came around to each of us individually, you know, listening like within six inches of our voices, kind of, <laughs> yes, boy, yes, you're, you're, you're good. No, no, you're not, you know. And it was very, it was a bit like Tom Brown's school days, uh, my, my old school. Mm. But uh, so that was the start of it. Originally, I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. Oh, wow. And uh, I, I wasn't good enough at the maths, so chemistry and physics, forget it. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> uh, and then I discovered discovered music. My mum and dad bought me an old-fashioned tape recorder, and uh, I, the first two cassettes I had with it was The Kinks and Slade Alive by Slade. And uh, so I used to record myself singing along to different records, be it Queen, Elton Rod, whatever, Roxy. And I thought, oh, okay, yeah, I think you can sing. And I enjoyed singing. Um, finally plucked up the courage to enter a talent competition at Pontins Holiday Camp. Uh, <laughs> some of the people around the world might not know what Pontins was, but it was a holiday camp for families. Yeah. And uh, everybody said, hey, son, you, you know, you got a good voice. Um, you have. 16, 16, we formed the band at school. Yeah. And the rest is history. Yeah. And are you still in touch with the Kemp brothers and the others? I'm not, actually. Um, the only one that I have really anything occasionally to do with is Steve Norman. Um, and uh, he, he very tragically lost his, his mum and his sister. And, and my mum and his mum were best friends. And mm. uh, and that was very, very sad. Um, but other than that, um, not I've t recently sort of texted Martin. Martin texted me and I texted him a couple of times but about things. But... Not really any real contact. So oh. that's since 2015. Yeah, yeah, which is sad. Very sad. But yeah. the wheels come off the wagon again. Yeah. So there you go. 
Okay. Well, you, you, yeah, you've moved on. You're doing your own things, and and so on. As you say, that's life. You, you're always in the media. You work so hard, you know. So um, this this is valuable time talking to me. But uh, you know, we were watching Benidorm on television on Catch Up the other night, and they yeah. were singing your heart out in the back of the boat. It was hilarious, <laughs> brilliant. It, do you know what? It was one of the funniest. We were there for a week, so I took. My wife, Ali, and my two youngest daughters, uh, Zara and Genevieve, and we went to Benidorm for a week, which is a place I never thought I'd go on holiday to. We had a really good time, (laughs) and the cast were brilliant, and and uh, you'd be sitting in the caravan kind of thing in between takes, and the stories that they tell you, I mean, you were just howling (laughs) with laughter. It was was so much fun. And my mate Shane Ritchie, uh, he'd he'd been in it, and he played a, a great, funny character yeah, lun- so think- lunatic entertainer <laughs> yeah. uh, pretty- Fantastic. to be honest it's a shame it stopped because i have a i have a feeling that i would have i would have been the resident entertainer <laughs> <laughs> they had some good singers in in the bar i know yeah um, yeah and, and then we were watching <laughs> michael mcintyre uh, yeah, and you were the star, of the, the unexpected star of the show. Uh, that was just so brilliant as well, because Michael is obviously he's uh, superb. But will, will you ever go to the dentist again? Well, I, I, what happened was my manager said to me, "Right, there's a big new dentist dentistry opening in the West End. It's state of the art. It's it's amazing, and they want you to be an ambassador." So I thought, aye, aye, this could be interesting, you know, get your teeth done for nothing and all the family and a you know, shekel on the side kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, anyway, we were in the cab and the cab drivers, you know, but he was he was like any other cab driver. They always asked millions of questions. But then when I walked into the actual dentistry and saw these three quite stunning dental assistants, <laughs> I thought, something's not Hello. right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was amazing. When the flat went down, uh, and the crowd were there, and my band were there, and flipping Michael McIntyre. I'm looking, I'm going to get you back, son. I tell you, <laughs> yeah. um, it was a brilliant moment. It really, really mm. was. It was. It came across fantastically, uh, and um, you know, we we watched it. We'll watch it again. It's very, very good. Uh, briefly, also, you've been in the theatre in the West End. Uh, you've yeah. been on BBC uh, Piano Room doing stuff, which uh, we loved watching as well. And you're you're always you. you're always there. So uh, <laughs> I don't know where you find the energy from, but um, keep going. <laughs> well, I think I think the thing is you've got you you, you kind of I don't know it's, it's a bit of a weird one, really, isn't it? You you get these opportunities come in, and I think you've got to take them. And because in this business, you have to remind people every now and again, "Hey, I'm alive, mm-hmm. still doing." Yep. You know, otherwise people think you've retired or something. Yeah. So and I'm then, always and then you get things on on online saying whatever happened to Tony Hadley. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So you have to, you know, when you've got something to promote, promote it well. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. All right, let's talk about your music now. You've got uh, a new album called The Mood I'm In. Uh, you've gone to uh, swing and big band stuff. Why did you make that? Um, you know, from pop to swing and big band. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd, I've been into swing for, for years anyway, and I've done swing concerts in the past. But the sort of catalyst for this really was um, uh, I, I got asked by the Ronnie Scott's Orchestra to uh, join them for the Cheltenham Jazz Festival. You know, that's pretty that's pretty yeah. good. I, yeah. I was quite happy with that. Awesome. Really nervous, uh, but went on stage, 
it was fantastic. We had a great time, got a standing ovation. And my manager just said to me, Matt, he just said, look, you know, you love doing this stuff before we do all the rock pop concerts and, uh, and festivals that we do all over the world in the summer. Why don't we do a tour in March? And then he said, well, why don't we do an album? So we've done the album, The Mood I'm In. It's a 10-track vinyl album with different coloured vinyl because everybody is now loving vinyl again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had a couple of people say, well, why aren't there more tracks on the album? Well, because vinyl, you can't. You can only put about <laughs> four or five tracks aside. Otherwise, yeah. it compromises the quality of the sound. That's right. So anyway, so we, we've, mm. we've, we've done it. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, where do you stop? There are so many great songs to choose from. And... Um, Although there's only 10 tracks on the album, when we're doing the tour, in, uh, we'll, we'll be performing a lot more than that. Awesome. So I'm going to play a little bit of the title track now, just just a few seconds of it to give uh, listeners and um, viewers a taste of uh, the mood I'm in. It was uh, a Jack Jones hit, wasn't it, years ago? Yeah, I mean, I'm a massive, I mean, obviously Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett, Ella Fitz and all the, the rest of the greats, but Jack Jones has he he's an, an amazing singer and i've met mm -hmm. him and he's a lovely lovely man so i'm a massive fan okay let's have a few uh, a few seconds of that title track here we go listen to this fabulous i like to feel fancy free i like to live young i like the old merry-go-round i like to play lover but don't like to get stung I like my two feet on the ground I may date a girl lightly And kiss her politely But will she get under my skin? Well, my friends, it all depends On the mood I'm in It's just got such a big sound, hasn't it, with that band behind you there. It's amazing. Fantastic. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, yeah. I'm I'm very very happy with it, and it sound it feels good when you're on stage and and the band's rocking behind you and stuff, and it's um it, it's great. Stuff. I think there's a certain amount of comfort that people get from um, big big band and swing stuff, and and we're finding that you know both young, middle aged and and older people are coming along, which is which is fantastic. You know, mm. so I'm very happy about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, you've got a, a single coming out at the same time, I think, on Friday, isn't it? Um, Walk of Shame. Uh, tell me Walk, of, Walk of Shame. Walk of Shame. As, as, well, when we decided to put this album together, I thought we've got to, we've got to put a new, new song. And I'm actually written a swing song as such. But then I found Walk of Shame, which was written by myself and uh, a friend, Mick Lister, uh, who produced it too. And I thought, wow, this is kind of cool. It's a bit Santana. It's a bit of a nod mm. to Tom. Got that Cuban vibe with all the brass on it as well. And it was just a demo. Uh, and I thought, no, this could be really cool. So um, so, so we re-recorded it. And, um, yeah, and it's, it's a bit of a cheeky lyric. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, brings back memories. Uh, but <laughs> we don't do PC over here. No, absolutely. <laughs> no, we're from London. Uh, let's have a listen to that then, shall we? Come on. <laughs> just, a, just a little snippet. Tales she did. 
It's a bit of fun, that as well. It's, uh, I love it. I love it. Very like good. Like I said, very, very cheeky. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, who would have known you were cheeky, Tony? Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it's, always, it's always observational. <laughs> Superb. Okay, so um, that's all out on Friday. For, for people who are listening to this in the future, which they will be uh, on the podcast, uh, Friday is the 1st of March, 2024. Wow! <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Where's, the, where's the time going? I can't believe I'm, I'm going to be 64 in June. I'm sort of what? My, my eldest son just hit 40. I'm sort of, uh, I, don't, I don't, you know. I've, so I've got my my oldest son is 40. And my youngest child, Genevieve, she's 12. It's like, oh my word! Yeah, that's, so, um, that, that's it's interesting. Lovely, it's lovely. Yeah, I've got it's a stepson lovely. who's 12 and a son who's 25. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. I, I understand totally. Now, your tour is uh, coming up all the way through March. You're in Portsmouth, Guildford, Glasgow, Bristol, Nottingham, Birmingham, Manchester, Gateshead, Liverpool, Southend, London, of course, at the Palladium, and Ipswich. Uh, that sounds like hard work to me. Well, it's now it's pretty okay, actually. I mean, t- to be honest, I mean, before Christmas, we did a European tour, like, you know, a pop rock European tour. Um, and that, you know, in the middle of winter, and we were doing sort of five, six back-to-back shows every night and travelling as well in a sleeper bus. Mm. And that that's kind of hard work, you know, but still good fun. But this, I mean, I maybe got three shows on the, on the trot which is pretty cool and and i'm crooning so it's kind of it's it's a different style of singing to the the kind of intensity that you've got with pop rock yeah and um but we're we're hoping that we've been now starting to get offered uh, jazz festivals abroad and we're going to italy uh, which is fantastic so yeah it's all good you've been talking to a friend of mine nigel at jazz fm aha uh-huh, yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> we worked together so a long I'll time become, ago. I'll become a jazzer. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, uh, finally, uh, always ask this um, because we like to give advice to um, up-and-coming musicians, and you've got so yeah. much experience. Uh, what generally would you say, and that's a big question, uh, the most important thing that um, people trying to make it in the music business, which are millions, uh, what advice wow. would you give to them? Yeah. My advice, I've got several bits of advice. If you are, number one, you should always have independent legal advice because trust me, the music business historically is a cutthroat business and I don't think it's changed an awful lot either. Um, There's so many people that have been ripped off over the years. But also, if you're a singer, um, make sure you, you get a reputable singing teacher that will help you still maintain your voice 10, 20, 30 years onwards. Um, but also, I, I think, generally speaking, anything to do with the arts, whether it be a, you want to be a painter, a sculptor, or a, a musician, or an actor, actor, it's total dedication and determination. You, you've, you've, it, there's, there's a lot of heartache along the way, and there'll be a few tears, but if you've got that grit and determination, you should make it in the end. 
Brilliant advice. Perfect. Thanks very much, Tony. Thanks very much for talking to me. Uh, yeah. All your music. Um, good luck with the album and the tour, of course. Thank you. We'll put all the details in text that goes uh, with this episode uh, so people know where to buy tickets and where to buy your music and everything else as well. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for having me, Tony. Cheers, mate. And enjoy the sunshine when it comes. <laughs> well, thanks again. Tony Lloyd, creating audio and film worldwide. <laughs>